The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode where we're traveling around the country, taking the message of the hope on the road. I'm barely catching my breath. We literally pulled into this campsite five minutes ago, and Ty was saying, go ahead, Suzanne, push the button to push the slide out. And I said, I don't have time. (laughs) And went back into the back of the bus here to talk with all of you. So thank you to Ty for getting everything in order for us this morning. Uh, We were actually out getting repairs on the bus. We actually got here yesterday. This is our life. How are you all doing today? I'm so grateful to all of you for tuning in every week. I get your feedback from this show and it's so heartening and it shows me that the the effort we put into it it really pays off because I love that you love the show and I love all of you. This is the first Thursday of the month. That means it's Ask Suzanne and Sanaya Day. And we have a few people already on the line waiting with questions. And I I apologize for keeping you waiting, but I want to just chat with all of you first for a little bit. As some of you may know, I do monthly online webinars where I share the latest things I've learned from my guides and from life in general, and just dealing with some big life lessons today more than any day. Whew, big breath. Today is my birthday, August 1st. And for the 57 years, this birthday has been the most special day of the year for me because it's also my mom's birthday. And she always made it feel so special. She walked around telling everybody that I was her birthday girl. And and, and she would tell this funny story to everybody about how she knew I was going to be born on her birthday. And, and we just really celebrated each other this day. And so this is my 58th birthday. And it's the very first one without my mom's physical presence. And she passed last August 15th. So mom's been gone to the other side almost a full year and I cried really hard the day she passed and the day after she passed and have not cried about my mom since in fact have had my moments of grief and my moments of sadness and I always catch that in my awareness and just transmute that with love I just say that's love and I know my mom is fine and I'm sharing all of this with you now because I hope that my personal story will help you in dealing with whatever grief you're going through. 
But that's been very helpful to me to say that's love. But the biggest thing has been just that awareness that I know my mom is fine. I've I've felt her presence several times, but not all the time. I'm kind of, uh, what's the word to use with her right now? I'm amused that she is such a poor communicator. <laughs> she hasn't given me a single sign since she passed. And I, it's just that knowing that she's okay that, that gives me peace. But last night I went to bed just feeling a little bit out of sorts, a little cranky as Ty can attest because I really jumped down his throat about something and it was so out of character for me. And I thought, what's going on here? I wonder if it's my birthday, but birthdays are so special. And then I woke up this morning, ooh, <laughs> you're just totally out of sorts. And, uh, and I did a full chakra clearing exercise. I have my own 10-minute transformation that's on my website, and I felt the need to do that, and it wasn't working. And I knew what it was. I knew it was just missing my mom, and finally I just had a meltdown. And I'll just be right up front with all of you guys. I just sobbed, and Ty was in with the repair guys for the bus, and he came out, and poor thing, he didn't know what hit him. You know, he's expecting me to be all fine, and all, next thing you know, he's holding me as I'm crying my eyes out, and and he did just the right thing. He just kept saying, I understand, I understand. You can try to talk me out of it. That's all we need when we're crying, isn't it? Just for people to let us get it out, and he was perfect. But uh, I called my friend Lynette, many of you know Lynette is my scheduling assistant, but first and foremost, she's my friend. And I called her because she just had a meltdown like this, uh, if not yesterday, the day before, when she just came upon something that used to belong to her husband, Mike, or I think it even had his handwriting on it. And she reached out to me feeling like, you know, why do we go through this when we know what we know? And, and so I reached out to her today and we both agreed and I share with all of you, it's okay to feel all of this. God, it sucks to, <laughs> to feel like this. But at the same time, this is why we're here. This is why we as souls decided to come here. And I was having those thoughts that I've often put myself in soul awareness, looking down on our human lives. And we often joke um, those, my friends and I joke about our souls sometimes when they see us about to make really stupid decisions and we picture them sitting on a cloud, eating popcorn, watching their human sides and saying, Ooh, Ooh, this is going to hurt. Oh no, don't make that decision. You know, it's a funny, funny way to view ourselves and it adds levity to our challenges. But as I was picturing my guides, uh, just as I had finished drying my tears, for the second time, uh, I knew they weren't laughing this time. And, you know, I actually felt, not physically, but in awareness and emotionally, I felt these wings wrap around me, these angel wings. Whew. And that's when our souls are just saying, you know, that's why we tell you all you're the bravest of the brave to take on these human lives. Because even though we know our loved ones are okay, even though we know we're playing roles here, we, Lynette called it method acting. You know, we get so absorbed into our roles that we feel them fully. And that is why we're here. And, and I'm feeling better now. You know, you get a little drained after you're crying. Blech, I hate that feeling. But 
at the same time, the fog is lifted a bit. And I know that I'll enjoy the rest of the birthday. Many thanks to Bev, who hijacked my Facebook page and announced on there that it's my birthday. And literally hundreds and hundreds of comments from all of you. And I love you so much. And that's what makes this life worth celebrating. It's our relationships. It's the it's the love that we feel that's even underneath the sadness when we're missing somebody. And what really helped me come out of the fog about an hour ago was remembering my mom is a twin. Her brother, Uncle Ray, we used to joke because he was born in a different month. <laughs> he was born just before midnight on July 31st. And my mom was born just after midnight on August 1st. And they always celebrated on August 1st. But Uncle Ray passed 10 years ago. And I just suddenly thought of how my mom must have felt after celebrating 81 birthdays with her brother for him to suddenly not be there physically. And mom had no belief in the afterlife. She just could not bring herself to believe in it, even with a daughter who's a medium. She just couldn't wrap her head around that. And the thought this morning that on this birthday, I'm missing my mom's physical presence, but she's with Uncle Ray now and my dad. And they're all with us, even if we don't feel it. Your loved ones, you know, they're they're celebrating in their own way across the veil. And that's what did it for me, just that awareness. And um, I talked to my dear friend, Suzanne Wilson, this morning. She just called, to, you know, because I sent her an email about my mom's poor communication skills from across the veil and bemoaning that fact. And uh, and she said to me, she said, Suzanne, you, you process things pretty quickly. You got over that pretty quickly. And I'm not, I'm, I'm a little sad right now, but I'm, I'm going to be able to celebrate later today. And it's that awareness. It's that knowing that this, this life is just one aspect of our wholeness. So this long monologue here is just venting with all of you, just thanking you for your love and also showing you that we don't have to stay sad. We get to choose our point of view. And this is what makes all the difference in the world. If there weren't a greater reality, then I probably would cry for the rest of the day <laughs> and, and, and every day. And it this today has allowed me to just once again have that understanding and and empathy for everybody. All of us are grieving somebody. And for those of you who feel like this every day, this is my hope to give you hope, to let you know that we don't have to stay this way and our loved ones wouldn't want us to. So it's seeking that balance, finding the right point of view, being aware of when we're out of balance. I wanted to, um, thank my team Sanaya for the message they gave me this morning about harmony and how the underlying essence of the universe is harmony. And that's why when we're not in harmony, not in alignment with our true nature, which is harmonious, which is love, we feel it right away. And it feels so dissonant and we don't like it because our souls are nudging us back towards harmony. So that's a gift in itself to notice, to be aware, and to know that there is something greater that when we align with it, then we just remember there's a purpose in feeling disharmonious. 
to come back into tune. So those of you waiting, just wait a little longer because I want to share a couple more things. I can talk about how I know what I know, but there's nothing like the evidence. And I just finished a fantastically beautiful weekend at the Omega Institute sharing my messages of hope workshop all weekend with 50 beautiful souls who wanted to learn how to connect across the veil. And I thought to myself, this this workshop's called Messages of Hope. I absolutely have to demonstrate mediumship to them. I can share stories for weeks from the greater reality of how real this is, but I have to show them live, real time, that these folks across the veil, our loved ones are right here with us in the room. And some of you may know that doing public demonstrations of mediumship is my was my least favorite thing to do. I love my one-on-one readings, but standing up in front of a crowd has not been until now a favorite thing to do. So I was lying in bed in the hotel the night before I got to Omega and my guides, boy, they woke me up with the most beautiful reminder of why mediums do this work. And they reminded me of a phrase by Viktor Frankl, who was in the Holocaust and was a prisoner. And uh, this quote of his that I read that we can't pursue success. And I relate that to standing in front of a group. I can't stand up and say, I need to be successful because Frankel says in in pursuing success, we often miss the mark. And his quote was success cannot be pursued. It must ensue as the unintended side effect of one's dedication to a cause greater than oneself. And that little reminder was all I needed to know I was going to stand up there in front of those folks at Omega every day and do a demonstration of mediumship every day because the cause to which I'm dedicated, and then I made a list of it, and I want to share it with you, is to give people who are grieving hope, to take away fear and pain, to let all of you know how much you're loved to help you know there is more than this world of suffering, because I know that as well as I know I am, and to show all of you who you are. That's why I wanted to get up there and demonstrate. But it's more than that. It's knowing there's a greater reality and showing those on the other side that I want to provide a voice for them and a presence and a body, my body, for them to use to show people they're still with us, to provide growth and healing for them to help them get their messages through and to represent them accurately and compassionately. That was my goal going into that weekend, not just to teach the workshop, but to to do the demonstration, even if it made me uncomfortable for that reason. And I got to tell you, it was a monumental weekend for me because I did get up each day and the spirit world will never let us down. I just want to share one little bit of evidence with you just to celebrate what happens when we get out of the way. I said to folks, let's see who's here. Let me just tune in and see what spirit wants to talk. And it ended up being the husband, in one instance, of a woman right in front of me. She was right in the front row center. And those on the other side know we love that evidence, those things the medium couldn't possibly know. And in this case, I said, your husband's showing me a bicycle and the tire is wobbling and it's flat. It's flat. It's off balance. And how specific was that? Not just a bicycle. And this woman 
gasped. She went, and she shot her arm out and grabbed onto the leg of the woman next to her for support. And she looked at me and she said, when we met, we met because my husband had a flat tire on his bicycle. I mean, if you're on the other side and you want to let your wife know, this is me. What a perfect piece of evidence that was. And we all celebrated that. And she was crying and everybody was grabbing the Kleenex. And it was just, that was just one little piece out of the contact that we made with her husband. And so I just want to encourage all of you to just push yourself past anything that makes you uncomfortable when you know it's, it has a purpose and it's going to help other people. Your guides, your higher self will never, ever let you down. And again, that's why we're here. So one other comment. After having that awesome weekend and knowing what I know, I happened to read a post on Facebook by somebody in a support group who had had several readings with mediums, none of which were evidential. And she made a comment on there that, in her, because of her experience, she was pretty convinced that all mediums are frauds. And the phrase she said, and I've heard it before, is mediums are just preying on the grief of other people. And I just want to say to any of you, if you've had readings that didn't go with well with mediums, your heart knows better. That's why you went to those mediums in the first place. Your soul knows the truth. And just to ask you to please not lump all mediums into that category. Because anybody that knows the mediums who really work from the heart, who've been there where you are, who've hurt the way you have, we couldn't possibly prey on grief. We do it because we love you and we love the spirit world. So that's why we do this radio show. And I thank you for listening to me. I did warn you all I would go on and on. But this is... Ask Suzanne and Sonia Day. So I want to honor you all with your questions. I'm not sure who's been waiting the longest. I'm going to write your names down because somebody today is going to, who calls in is going to get one of my online courses as a gift for calling. I see Fred is at the top of the list. Fred in Florida. I'm going to bring you on the air. Thanks for waiting. How are you today? I'm fine, Suzanne. Thank you so much for telling us about your personal moments. In fact, it turned out to almost something you could call a teaching and hap people well, that's what i was hoping <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i have a, a a question about i have uh, what feels to me to be an overarching question it involves okay. the course in miracles and the bible okay. Okay. it is to be understood that the consciousness we know as jesus dictated the course in miracles to uh, dr helen suckman yes to me this begs the question were the collection of books we call the Bible sincere, uh, similarly dictated by one or more spirit entities or God, or was the information generated from the living memories of those who are credited with having written the information? Okay. This is one that I certainly can't answer on my own, and I'm asking my guide, Sanaya, right now, and they're giving me the old lip twitch that tells me to trust this, and they're <laughs> saying it's the latter coming uh, for the most part, from personal experience and memories. Uh, and that's as much as I'm going to get on that for you. Very, very different feel in both of those those uh, pages. You know, one personally dictated and one uh, parables and stories. So mm -hmm. that is the answer that I have for you today, Fred. Well, that's fine. It is okay. what it is. 
Now okay. I'll sit down and listen to the rest of the show. And thank you so much for being there. Thank this week. you. And stay with us because I did put your name on a little piece of paper that I'll draw at the end. Okay. Oh, great. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling in. Bye bye. All righty. We're going to move on to Holly. Holly, you're on the air. Thanks so much, Suzanne. And when um, now that your grieving is cleared out, I hope you can celebrate and have a happy birthday. Um, I'm I sure I will, especially how... with Ty in charge of that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm very grateful for your podcast. They're extremely helpful. Um, right. My question is, um, you know, I'm working the tools that you provide and other spiritual teachers do, and, and they're very helpful. And so um, in terms of death, you know, I'm not, I don't have fear of death for any of my loved ones or myself. What hurts my heart the most, especially in current times, is just the kids who are suffering, mm. the kids who are being separated from their parents. And you read about the sex trafficking scandals that happen. And I'm a therapist. I know the devastation that has on a child, and it's very hard to recover from. And I'm just wondering what the larger purpose of that is. Because it's hard to understand. Yeah, and and again, the big lip twitch here is my team assures us that the word that they're shouting at me right now is life lessons. Uh, I was just talking to a gentleman yesterday that we bounce ideas off of each other, and I had been coming up with uh, some getting some guidance from my team on how to help with the the opioid crisis and so many people that that are the thinking of taking their own lives. And he reminded me that we come here to work on certain aspects of our soul that that where where we by working through these issues can add to the whole by what we learn from them. And unfortunately, in our human reality a lot of those lessons come the hard way and you know if everything were, were wonderful all the time there would be no reason for this reality and so you seeing others suffering us seeing others suffering and wanting to relieve their suffering leads us to ask these big questions and to come up with new modalities for treatment and those who are suffering it's their suffering that is going to lead them to constantly follow that nudge to find the balance to find the harmony so when we're out of balance that's when the greatest learning takes place so we just have to have that higher perspective the big long-range picture and never give up knowing that that ultimately this is like a system that 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 needs to find the right way it, somehow you're there's a lot of interference with you there holly so i hope that's not distracting everybody but but know that when we're off balance that's kind of teetering and we will ultimately fall towards the the right side when we're aligning with love that's the best i can give you right now which doesn't help but just know that it's part of a greater system and all of us working together is what makes the difference. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. You're welcome. Lots of love to you. Bye bye. All right. Let's see. Twenty five. We have ooh, four minutes. I think we can handle. Is it Rima? I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. You're on the air. Hi, Suzanne. It Hi. is Rima. First Rima, all, how are you? Today. I'm having a meltdown like you today. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm then we're going to have to call in the big guns. Everything, everything <laughs> you said has really helped, so thank you. 
I'm glad. I, I lost both my mom and sister 12 hours apart 14 months ago. Okay, hang on a second. If you could just, let's just take a nice deep breath. Whew, just okay. remember it's love that's fueling us. If you, All I heard was your mom passed the spirit and somebody else? My sister. And your sister. Hours apart. 12 hours apart. Oh, that's t- uh-huh. so tough. A year ago. A year ago. And, okay. Um, I really missed them and it hurt. I know. And I've been studying. I've read so many books on mediumship and I've taken classes and I joined a spiritualist church. And I haven't had enough evidential stuff. I've gone to so many things, but I don't think anybody's. I think everyone's trying. I just haven't met somebody that I need or that can read. I don't know. I haven't met anyone that has given me enough evidence, even though I do feel them and I have had a few signs from them. Okay. But you know what I keep hoping for that I can hear them or see them or something. I've read so many books about signs and other people have. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what, what do other people do? Okay. Well, okay. Big breath. So this connecting with spirit is a three-pronged, there are three aspects that build into it. There's your energy, there's your loved one's energy, and when you connect with the medium, there's the medium's energy. The most important thing here is that you do feel them. So the need for evidence, I understand that, but what I'm hearing is that we also need to work on ourselves. Look at this. I'm a medium, and I haven't had a really clear connection with my own mom, yet I have very clear connection with many other people. So that tells me that this is part of my life's path to learn to be joyous for her even when I can't feel her. I feel it's part of my lesson I know my mom is fine. And then I also know my mom is a terrible communicator or I would be getting signs. So it's, you know, part of this path for all of us is learning acceptance that this is the way it is and there must be a reason for that. So what I would recommend to you, Rima, is to learn to sit in the power, sit in the silence, a nice practice every day of connecting with spirit. And I have lots of tools for that under meditations on my website. We're going to run out of time here real quick. Um, so I'm not going to cheat you by rushing because we have a break. Do you mind hanging on for three minutes I, over the I, break I, and we'll continue? Sure. Okay. Thank so you, don't, yeah. don't hang up. We're going to come back and finish advice that applies to you and hopefully many others who are listening All righty, everybody come back and join us after the break. Thank you. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I wanted to just acknowledge everybody who sent so many birthday wishes to me today. Oh, my goodness. And I just wish I could acknowledge every single one of you, especially on Facebook, but that's just impossible. But what a blessing that is. We are talking with Rima. Are you still with us, Rima? I am. Thank you. Okay. All right. So during that time, I use that time to just talk to my team and get some good thoughts. Just for those of you who might just be joining us, Rima's mother and sister passed within 12 hours of each other about a year ago, and she feels them around but hasn't received any real evidence and is just, you know, looking for some guidance on how to move forward and deal with the grief. And it's interesting that that's what we were just talking about because this is my first birthday without my mom's physical presence, and this was our mutual day our mutual birthday very special day for both of us so I had a little meltdown but uh, over that most for the most part now and and the insights for you Rima are to understand that we do come here to work on certain things and sometimes things are withheld from us although it seems crazy there are times when if we are supposed to work on ourselves that connection will not come through a medium. My friend Lynette, I know she won't mind me sharing this, who she wanted to hear from in a reading more than anything was her mother who she hadn't heard from for so long. And instead she heard from some other relative who was far more distant because he had some forgiveness issues and things to work on from the other side. So he came through in her reading first. That's not who she wanted to hear from. So we just have to trust the process and So what I was recommending before the break is for you to start a a practice of sitting, connecting with your guides. And I have lots of tools, like I said, to do that and asking, what is it I need to learn in this lifetime? What is it I need to know right now to work on to possibly clear my energetic field so that I can have a more clear connection myself with those across the veil? A reading with a medium is can be wonderful and healing and provide that evidence you're looking for. But once that's over, yes, then hopefully you'll know they're around. But we still have to learn to deal with that the, the absence of the physical presence. So some things that I, I recommend all of you who are giving do is to... Find a focus outside of yourself. I mean, this morning, absolutely, I was having a feel-sorry-for-myself pity party, and that's okay. We have absolutely every reason to feel sad, but we don't want to stay in that place. We want to honor it and feel it and then say, now, how can I focus on something outside myself like gratitude and, and helping others? Oh, does that ever help uh, help us to know why we're here? And then... Absolutely find a way to balance out your energies. Um, Now that I'm over my sadness, it may be lingering, but unfortunately crying must release some kind of chemicals in the body because it wipes you out. I mean, those of you who know the program, you can probably hear I'm a little more subdued than normal and I don't like the way this feels. So Ty and I are going to go for a bike ride afterwards. And I know after this show, I know that that fresh air and getting out in the sunshine is going to lift the energy and that will allow me and it would allow you, Rima, just getting out for a walk out in nature, talking with friends to get that different perspective and say, all right, I'm going to trust that my mom and sister are okay and I'm going to know when the time is right, I will get that evidence. But you know what really occurred to me, Rima, is how wonderful that your sister and your mother cross together and are together. 
it, it's it almost feels like your sister needed that support more than you did you know one of you went chose to go with your mother does that make any sense to you it does and we all try to connect with that they live together actually oh see so it's like it's like I, I did a reading for this woman in california whose husband and son passed in the the mudslides in montecito and she and her daughter remain and when i brought them through in a reading it was so clear that they were each supporting each other across the veil and and so we just have to to somehow hope that we can see that bigger picture once again and then find these tools here and and know there are reasons for things yeah I hope that's yeah. helpful to you and honor your crying, but don't stay there. Seek that balance and say, all right, my mom and my sister would not like me to be, to be you know, remaining in this state. I'm going to do my best to honor them and our love and to celebrate that and, and make, make myself stronger and, and help my soul's growth by, by actually rising from this. Okay. Yeah. I don't think all I've right. asked that question yet. I've, Ask so many things, but not the question of what do I need to do? Oh, boy. To... I hope you do ask that because it, it may lead to yeah. some miraculous answers. Ask it knowing that your guides and your higher self are hearing it. Ask it directly. I'm asking whoever has the answer in the greater reality, what do I need to work on? And even if you don't sense an answer right away, all of you listening, such an important question. Have paper and pen ready, even by your bedside or where you read, because suddenly, because you asked that question, you may very well be just flooded with insights when you least expect it. And then start working on it and just repeat as necessary this process and it leads to tremendous growth okay thank you thank you very you're much you're so welcome all right just sending you lots of love all righty bye-bye okay. i'm just going down the list in order here of who i see thank you all for calling in we're going to junda i hope i'm saying your name correctly bringing you in is that how you say your name yes okay great how are you today Okay, my birthday was yesterday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Now, see, I'm feeling better just uh, talking with I'm all of you. I'm um, <laughs> about a question. I was at the Unity Village um, uh, Holy You uh, seminar. Oh. Yeah, back in April. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I have a question. I keep reading through the the message that you got you know, from Jesus or from Sanaya through Jesus. And the, 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 there's a place where it says the rules set for your reality. And it's mentioned about four or five times, and I'm kind of wanting some more information about what's meant by that. Okay. That's such a great question. Let me ask them to help me to get this succinctly for you. That I know this earthly realm is not the only reality. And each reality, and they, they our guides tell us there are realities upon realities. Each of them for the learning that ensues, the, the, the growth, the evolution of, of each the beings within that reality exists just for that purpose, to bring more love into our worlds. So in our reality, the earthly realm, we have certain rules. One of those is that time unfolds linearly. We have and are aware of a past, present, and future. And therefore, 
our lessons unfold a little bit more slowly than they do in the spirit world that goes with this reality. Our loved ones who cross to the other side don't have time in the same way we do. Their rule set is that they can create instantaneously. Here for us, sometimes our learning comes a little more slowly or more quickly because of the nature of time. So that's one of the rule sets, rules. Another really big rule for this reality is that we're, that not everyone has immediate access to the greater reality. There are, Sometimes miracles happen like somebody in my Omega workshop this weekend shared how her daughter from across the veil caused this this physical object to materialize where there's no physical explanation for that. And I'll bring Lynette into this again. She had a coin fall out of the sky in front of her. And my friend Colleen had once 26 feathers materialized, fell out of the sky as a sign from her son. I trust all of these people that they're telling us the truth. Yet, how is that possible? Because normally that's not part of our rule set that physical objects don't just materialize. But every once in a while, the rules are allowed to be broken so that we have these little miracles and we realize we're part of something so much greater. Do you get that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that um, way it yeah, gives it all of us. Incredible. Yeah, it gives, yeah it, to I don't know if what you're saying is like it's like part of the veil, you know that exactly. <laughs> yeah, the veil wow. parts, and we say, "Oh my God, there is another reality," and then we call that a miracle. But what a miracle is to me is when we become aware of the the connection between our reality and what we call the greater reality, the, the non physical world. But the rule set. The rule says, no, you can't create something out of nothing. But when those rules are broken, that's when we really realize there is a greater reality. So that's what they're talking about. Wow, that's um, that's a lot to think about. Thank you. <laughs> it is. So here's the key for all of us. Again, uh, you can sit in the silence and ask your guides. So part the veil enough so that I learn a lesson that will help my growth. And may it be a painless lesson. <laughs> may the lesson be as painless as possible and just uh, bring on the miracles. You know, show me what I need to learn. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Let's see. So we have Diane in Virginia. Thank you for your patience. You are on the air. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy birthday. And, Thank you. Um, Getting happier by the minute. To, <laughs> <laughs> I was able to um, uh, be a part of your workshops in Virginia a couple of months ago. So I oh, really nice. appreciate it. Um, but I wanted to ask you, I, I, I'm a member of the HPH group. I lost my son. And um after finding our group and um, enjoying it, uh, you know, as much as we could, and um, I was wondering, I found myself spending a lot of time um, thinking and reading and researching um, try, and trying to understand and connect with the spirit world. And I, the part of me that thought, um, you know, hold on a minute, maybe it, is there such thing as spending too much time? Shouldn't we spend more time in the now? For instance, I 
you know, I have my grandchildren with me, my son's children. And I mm-hmm. thought, I can't just sit here reading. I've, I've got to be with them. I've got to be a part of them. And I do have my silent time, but is, is there, is there a line where it's just, it's too much. I should be enjoying. Yes. There, there is a line and, and you're absolutely right. And the key word is balance. And I'm keenly aware of Ty in the other room thinking, yeah, and sometimes Suzanne crosses that line. So it's when you, in, in because it's this is my all-consuming passion as well, other than my all-consuming passion for Thai, and that's where sure. we have to find, that's where we find the balance. So because right. something in you is saying, I may not, I may be doing this too much, that to me feels like you already know to just back off a little. But it's balanced. Don't give it up altogether. You're you're pulled in that direction for a reason. But when that little voice says, "Okay, let me just reconnect with with the living here and 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 go out sure. and play and enjoy the time with my loved ones," absolutely, that's why we're here. So just find that right balance and listen to your yourself, your higher self. And when it says, eh, "Let's go interact with others," by all means, go do that. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh, it, uh, it, sometimes I feel guilty, like I'm not, like maybe my son is trying to reach me and I'm not giving him the time. And then I think, well, I know he's happy, so I don't know. I, like sometimes you just don't know what to do. But like you said, you just find a balance, you, right? And you know what I feel under that is is there's a frisson, a little feeling of fear that he won't think I love him if I don't dedicate myself to this. And that's a real danger that those right. of us who are grieving feel and nothing could be farther from the truth than that i think that even if you spent five minutes a day just talking to him and did no research whatsoever that would be awesome so yeah just just be aware what's your purpose what's your intention in in reading and discovering about the spirit world if it's for joy do it if it's out of guilt or fear then ooh. Your heart will tell you that way, too. So just use your body and that knowing voice within you, and you'll find just the right balance Thank for you. how much to spend with that. Okay? Thank you so much. I really appreciate You're it. You're welcome. You. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, here's a familiar name, Suzanne. <laughs> I don't know which Suzanne this is, but Suzanne in San Antonio, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. How can we help you today? So the question I have, the question I have today, you mentioned that your mother and uncle were twins. I'm wondering yes. if there's a greater purpose to being born a multiple, or an huh. identical multiple. Wow. Huh. Huh. Okay, my breath being taken away as you ask this question, so I'm wondering why. I'm going to tune into the team here and ask that question. Better, pur- greater purpose than being a multiple. Oh, well, there's the big lip twitch. Okay, so this answer is definitely coming from Sanaya, and they're saying that there is no greater purpose than incarnating in a body. All souls are equal. Relationships are how you learn, and therefore... Being a twin is not greater or lesser, but there is great purpose in that particular relationship for those two or three particular souls and for the families of those souls 
because the dynamics of the relationships and the family will turn out differently than if they were not twins. So not greater or lesser, but definitely it is a deliberate choice of both of those souls to be twins for the lessons that will ensue. I love that. How's that feel? Yes. Beautiful. Perfect. And I have to tell you, this is bringing to mind these pictures I remember of my mom and her brother, my Uncle Ray. My Uncle Ray used to take all my mom's um, food when they were babies. And they had they said that he was this big, fat baby, and my mom was this little runt, and they put her in the bed, and they said, well, there's not much hope for that one. <laughs> Meaning my mom, because they thought she wasn't going to survive, because he was taking all the food, and oh. They both turned out pretty healthy, so. but uh, clearly their lesson was to learn to share <laughs> anyway. Yes, and aren't those memories the things that just help us celebrate life and push us forward to enjoy the future days? They are, and, and I thank you for calling, and I think I want to honor my mom with by telling the story that I mentioned at the beginning, the story that my mom would share every birthday, every August 1st that we shared together, she would tell whoever was listening. So on behalf of my mom, I'm sharing with all of you that uh, her first two children were born by cesarean, so she knew that I would have to be a cesarean birth. And so she, when the doctor gave her the due date, she said, oh, that's right around my birthday. Doctor, could I have this baby on my birthday that would be so special to me and he said well mrs smeltzer i don't know why not sure let's do it on august 1st so every checkup she had leading up to my birth she said now doctor remember we want to do this august 1st because that's my birthday and he said yes mrs smeltzer i won't forget so she tells everybody that as they were wheeling her into the operating room to to give birth on august 1st the doctor leans down and says happy birthday mrs smeltzer and she looked up at him and she said oh doctor you remembered <laughs> that's so sweet <laughs> so thank you for giving me that opening that's that's a, a precious memory yes. and uh, it's lovely thank to laugh yes. <laughs> thanks suzanne all right bye-bye all right i'm gonna take another color here i'm entering everybody's name into my drawing for one of my online courses and we're gonna to go to sandy next hi sandy Hello. welcome to the show how are you today good. happy birthday good how are you doing good you're um, you're one of my regulars sandy <laughs> i am one of your regulars and one of these days i'm gonna win something you're right <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I can't I've cheat. I cannot something. pull your name on purpose. It's just going to happen when I it's supposed would, to happen. Okay. What I will okay. tell you is that I already feel like a winner just knowing you. So, oh, sweet. Um, there. Ditto. Um, I I have a question. I'm I'm hoping that other people might relate to this. Um, I thought I heard you either say or I read that you were, and I wrote it down as playing with or trying uh, remote viewing or OBE out-of-body exercises. And I wonder, um, have you discovered any effects on mediumship, good or bad, since I do that as well, and I'm just kind of one, they are terribly different experiences, but both um, sort of unbelievable, some of the out-of-body or those kind okay. of things are more aha the remote viewing is actually more irritating to me but anyway <laughs> <laughs> and, and what is the particular question about it though have i discovered if it's good or bad it does it 
no, yeah, affect anything in terms of trying to do mediumship. I, oh. see, I like, okay. like when you do the Sanaya thing, do you think that's an, uh, the body experience? Do you, I see, I just, I'm trying to okay. figure out how all of this fits together and I'm pretty okay. sure it does. You are correct in that I said that I am, I was, um, I had planned to lead a remote viewing exercise at Omega, but we ran out of time and I put it, I kept putting it off because the purpose of that, that whole weekend was to let people connect with their loved ones. The reason I wanted to do remote viewing is because anybody can do it. It uses the same process and the same faculties, our sensing faculties to tune into remote objects and my exercises where I have people sense an object that I have hidden in a bag and I lead them through an exercise to sense what's in the bag. And people come up with amazing, amazingly close uh, information about what's in the bag. And the reason we do it is to show you, look, you don't have to see it or touch it to know what it is because we all are sensing with our own with our soul senses, not our physical senses. And what that does is shows us we are far more than the physical body, which is, you, you're familiar with the, the Monroe Institute, and that's Robert Monroe's yeah. phrase, you are far more than a physical body. Right. And well, yeah, so right. how that plays into <laughs> mediumship is that we really need to understand that to connect with loved ones who have passed. So they fit hand in glove. It certainly doesn't detract. Okay. It's additive. And I love that you brought this up okay. because you just made me realize I'm going to lead a remote viewing session in this Tuesday's monthly webinar. It's open to anybody that wants to sign oh. up. Just go to my just go to my <laughs> go to my website, Suzanne slash mentor. So August 6th. If you're listening to this in the archives, you might have missed it, but you can get it in the archives of my mentoring sessions. But I'm going to have an object in a bag and then lead everybody through the process of connecting without the physical senses and see what you come up with and hopefully people have this experience and say whoa how did I get that and it leads you to understand because you're not just your body and when you're when you don't have a body you go on knowing and sensing and existing that's the whole point out of body experiences we don't really leave our body our awareness leaves our body but some aspect of our soul is always maintaining the body's integrity as a physical form so we're just going off having adventures in consciousness when we travel in awareness but speaking with Sanaya is more of a mediumship connection I'm connecting with beings in another realm so they all just fit right into each other and augment each other so anybody that wants to try a remote viewing and I lead you into a nice extended expanded state of awareness in that exercise if you want to try it with me join me tuesday night because it's going to be uh interesting and hopefully mind expanding all right i thank you that was you're so welcome it's kind of like didn't want to screw up one thing for the other (laughs) no it can't it does not detract it adds okay all right great okay thank you Happy, happy birthday Thank you. All right, I think I have time for one more caller, and that would be Carrie. Hi, You're on the air. How are you? Hi. Hi. How are you doing, Happy Carrie? Birthday. Thank you. So my question has to do with anxiety and depression. It seems to be pretty prevalent, and I know I suffer with it. My son, I watch him suffer with it. I'm wondering if if there's some spiritual type things that might supplement, you know, if there's medicines or um, psychology, things like that, 
but to supplement like Reiki or um, I know oh. breathing exercises, things like that, because I, it actually does interfere with my mediumship. I get, you know, sweaty and panicked and I feel like you can't really get into that Zen feeling uh, right. to progress. Oh, no doubt about it. But I, you skipped the, you broke up right before you said depression. It was something and depression. Was there another part you oh. were asking about? Oh, anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That would absolutely get, be, be a, a challenge if you're trying to tune into the other side. Uh, we really need to have a nice, clear, resonant, coherent, energetic field. So things like Reiki are fantastic. I have, I go for regular tune-ups and that word tune being being important there because we're out of tune just like Sanaya's message today read the August 1st post on dailyway.org all about harmony or on my Facebook page how important it is to be in resonance with the underlying tune of the vibration of creation which is ohm right so get yourself some do some healing with an outside healer a reiki worker crystal bowls and toning and all of those kinds of things help to bring us into balance uh there is nothing wrong with human medications but i believe we'll come to a day when we won't need them because we'll be able to tune our energy field naturally using energetic methods so I'm actually doing some personal research on that myself right now, and I'm not ready to talk about it, but I know we're onto something about tuning our energy field. So uh, find yourself somebody that does that yoga, just stretching. I, I can't tell you how much working on our body will clear that up. I hope that helps as we're running quickly out of time here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'll try those things. All right. All right. I have to quickly do my drawing. Thank you so much, Carrie. Sorry to rush there that at the end, but I'm shuffling the papers and the winner of the online course today is Sandy. I'm not kidding you. It's Sandy. I had my eyes closed. Sandy, reach out to me. You're the winner, but actually I feel like the winner today because all of your love has truly lifted me. I love you all. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.